just about, Flora. Let's take a look at the map for a second. Hmm, Rattlesnake Pass, Eagle Rock, hmm, ah. So we are here, and my mine shaft starts right here. That's not far at all. Told you, Peter. Is that it over there? Nope, that's a bear cave. Or where I parked my car. Or both, can't remember. No, this is where my mine shaft is. Last one in is a rotten egg. Be careful. Don't be a wimp. There's not gonna be giant spiders or skeletons or anything down here. Nope, I took care of all them last week. Lit the whole place up with torches just to scare them off. Okay, so where do we start? Start what? Oh, yes, right. Well, I guess any place would be fine. You never know where gold might be. Once, I dug straight down for seven days, but all I found was coal and diamonds. Coal and diamonds aren't bad. I suppose, but it sure isn't as good as gold. I don't think that's true. There's a lot. All right, all right. Are we going to keep yakking or are we going to get cracking? Here, take a pickaxe. Flora, you too. Let's start digging. But this could take forever. That's why I bring the radio with me. Nothing passes the time like listening to a program or two. Oh, I guess that makes sense. How do you start it? Just press that button there. Anything yet, Peter? Nope. How about you, Flora? I found more worms, but no gold. How deep do you think we have to dig before we strike gold, Artie? Pretty deep. Ten feet, at least. That deep? Hey, if gold was easy to get, everyone would have it. How deep have we gone so far? Um, looks like almost two feet. Not a bad start. Um, hi kids, what's going on? Hi, Mr. Jacobs. We're digging for gold. Ah, I should have guessed. Is there a reason you decided my front lawn was the best place to strike it rich? We have our reasons. Yeah, Peter and I figured if we dug anywhere else, people would tell us to stop ruining their lawn. But when we saw that someone else had already torn up the grass in your lawn, it seemed like the perfect opportunity. We can't ruin a lawn that's already ruined. That's an interesting path of logic. But I'm afraid if there was any gold under my front lawn, the workers that were here last week beat you to it. That or they didn't know that it was there. Trust me, they were very thorough, Peter. Oh, I guess we should fill our hole back in again then. Yeah, so much for riches beyond our wildest dreams. <laughs> Come on inside after you finish and I'll make you some rich hot cocoa. It's not the same, but I guess we can do that. And we'll listen to the radio while we work. More hot cocoa, anyone? Yes, please. Here you go, Flora. Any for you too? Sure, I guess. Yeah, me too. Anything wrong? Not really. I mean, I was kind of hoping that we'd find gold today. I still think if we dug deep enough, we could find it. <laughs> Perhaps, Artie. But I'm thinking you might be in for a long dig. If I'm not mistaken, gold doesn't typically show up in areas like this. What do you mean? Usually people find gold in places where there's a lot of volcanoes or earthquakes, Peter. That kind of movement in the earth brings rare metals from deep down, closer to the surface where prospectors and miners can collect them. Oh, that would explain a lot. We don't have a lot of earthquakes around here. And even fewer volcanoes. And you know, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'd have to agree with you there, Flora. But because gold is so valuable, many people have left their homes and families behind to travel to places like California and the Yukon to find their fortunes. Wait. They left everything behind to find gold? Why? 
He just explained it, Arby. There was gold. They'd still have to find the gold, Peter. It's not like the gold was easy to find. It sounds like a bad plan. Wait, weren't you the guy who thought it was a good idea to dig up Mr. Jacob's yard to find gold? I didn't leave everything behind to do it, Flora. At the end of the day, I can go back home and be with my family. No big deal. Hmm, very interesting. What is, Mr. Jacobs? All of this reminds me about how Jesus calls us to live for Him. I don't get it. Does Jesus want us to leave everything behind and look for gold or something? Not exactly. The Bible tells us in many places that when it comes to following God, we need to realize that following Him is the most important thing there is. In places like Matthew 4 and 9, we read about how when Jesus told the men who He had chosen to be His disciples, they dropped everything they were doing and followed Him. Wow, and they just left everything behind? Just like that? Kind of like those people looking for gold. But isn't that kind of, I don't know, dumb? Following Jesus? No, I meant just dropping everything and leaving all behind because someone says, follow me, or there's gold in them hills. Sounds a little crazy. It does a little, doesn't it, Artie? But believing something is true and acting on it is a little something the Bible calls faith. And in Hebrews 11, we get a whole list of people who did great things for God by dropping everything and doing what He said, just because He said to. In fact, in Revelation 3, actually, I have a script that might explain. I'll be right back. Where's He going? You'll see. So what now? Usually we listen to the radio. Oh, okay. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the alarming drama, The Firefighter Recruit, an adaptive biblical teaching about faith. Once upon a time, there was a young man named Brett. Hi there, I'm training to be a firefighter. I've written essays for school, drawn pictures of fire trucks since I was three, and I even made a speech about fire safety at the school fair. Brett was really into firefighting. So when he found out that the fire hall was recruiting, he knew he had to be involved. As soon as it was light out, he was ready and waiting outside. Good morning, I'm Fire Chief Sally. Welcome to the fire hall. Nice to meet you. I'm here to become a firefighter. Of course, if you would please fill out this form. Actually, I filled it out last night. I did it a couple of times actually, just to make sure that it would go through. Oh, okay, good. Just through these doors, then. Brett found himself in the biggest, most beautiful fire station he'd ever seen. The bright red trucks with the glistening chrome. Recruit! The rolls of hoses, the rows upon rows of fire axes and ladders. Recruit! Ah, yes. Sorry, I was just... Brett, sir, nice to meet you. So, you want to be a firefighter, do you? More than anything. We'll see about that. I'm Captain Falwell, and it's my job to make sure you're up to the gritty, dangerous, hard firefighter life. If not, I can't give you a job on the force. You can count on me. Over the next few weeks, Brett was put through all sorts of jobs and tests. Some were fun. All right, now use that lever to lift the ladder to reach that window. You've got it. Others were not so exciting. Okay, recruits, it's time to wash the firehouse floor. Again? But we did that yesterday. It got to the point where Brett decided that he would only do the fun jobs around the fire hall and not pay attention to the boring ones. After all, if I'm not excited about the job, I might mess it up. 
I'll let someone else worry about it. Soon the big day came. All of the recruits were given their certificates, all except Brett. Hey, where's my certificate? Sorry, recruit. We're only interested in recruiting firefighters that are dedicated to their work. What do you mean? I've dreamed of being a part of a firefighting team. I'm more dedicated than anyone here. Not according to my notes. You're only dedicated to half the work, which means we can't use you. Better luck next time. The moral is, when it comes to trusting and following God, we need to depend and obey Him in every part of our lives. We can't pick and choose what we will let Him be in charge of, because He's either our King or He isn't. There is no in-between. Mr. Jacobs, I have a question about what we've been learning about today. Oh, is that so, Peter? What can I help you with? It's this whole lesson about forgetting everything and following God. I guess I don't understand how we do that. Hmm. And the script about the firefighters didn't help? Eh, kind of. But all I got was that we can't decide to do it halfway. Holding on to some things and letting go of others, but I still don't know what it looks like. Yeah, and how does it work? We're kids. We can't stop going to school or to daycare because we're going to follow God instead. All right. I, I get what you mean now. First, I would say you're right. Going to school and otherwise obeying the rules are not the things God is telling us to do for Him. That's good. I agree. God wants us to learn and to obey authority, as well as using wisdom and love to make the world a better place. It's the things that get in the way of obeying Him that are the problem. Things like fear, selfishness, or just not caring about others makes following His instructions very hard. And we need to make sure that they don't stop us from doing what is right, like it says in Hebrews 12.1. All right, I've got another question, Mr. Jacobs. Two questions in one morning. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Yeah, yeah. I get that we need to do all this because God said to, but why? Why? Uh-huh. Why do we need to be ready to give up everything we think is important just to do what God wants? Doesn't he know we're kind of busy? Doesn't he know that we've got our own problems? Mm, I'm pretty sure you already know the answer to this, Artie. Yeah, but I want to hear your answer. <laughs> All right. Number one, like it says in 1 Corinthians 6, our lives aren't just ours. They are his. He gave them to us to use to serve him. And when we don't, we're kind of stealing from him. Okay, and number two? I'd say the second reason we need to live for God is because only by obeying God can we really have peace, joy, and love in our lives. Passages like Psalm 91 show us that lives lived for God are full of His blessings. Those are two good reasons. But one of the best reasons why we should give our lives to God completely, I think, is because He gave everything for us. He gave up His power to become one of us gave up his majesty to serve us, and gave up his life to save us. If he's willing to do all of that for us, I think that it's a small favor to give all we have to God. Well, when you put it that way. Yeah, but does the Bible put it that way? 1 Peter 2.21, Luke 9.23, Philippians 2.5 through 11. I get it, Mr. Jacobs. Man, this is a lot to think about. I'm going to have to talk to my mom about all of this. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I do too. Well, I'd better get home, Mr. Jacobs. If I'm going to do a better job of obeying God, I should probably start by cleaning my room like my mom told me to. 
Me too. Sorry for making your lawn a mess. Again. <laughs> no problem, Flora. Want to turn off the radio on your way out, guys? Um, how does it work? You flip this switch over here. See? Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs>